I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me is the lovable, busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, man? It's going. Uh, glad you think I'm lovable. You are lovable. I get told the opposite all the time. Aw, well, who would do such a thing? I think you're lovable. I, I, We've been off for a week. We're now back to talk about... The Zambies. And you know what I forgot to talk about? I forgot to talk to you about ahead of time was your progress in Resident Evil 2. I, I think we're, we're going to look at doing a spoiler cast sooner rather than later. But like, yeah, why, why did you still, give an update I, on where you're at? I am I am done with Leon and I started Claire, but I have not gone back to Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to probably start Claire over. I screwed up right off the bat. Um, when you When you get her revolver thing... I didn't understand how it worked and how it's a it's a fast shooter and aiming really kind of doesn't do much anyway. And uh, I kept missing every zombie I shot at because it works very differently than Leon's gun. Right. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, I – so it's – it's it, this is really cool because usually no, – now rewind back to Resident Evil 7 where both yourself and Bob played pretty played pretty heavily and you, you had ended up beating it I believe, right? Yeah, and, and I hadn't even touched it. And then looking at the Resident Evil 2 remake, I've uh, finished Claire's run. I finished Leon's second run. I actually pretty much bared down and just that's all I played. Uh, any moment, any waking moment I had a chance to play that game, I played it. And I ended up finishing both. Uh, they take about six hours per playthrough, so it's not an incredible investment. But I also played some of the free DLC as well, which um, I don't know. Did you get a chance to check that out? I have not checked that out. Um, I, I will say that uh, Mr. X does get better after we talked the last time. I think I was being chased by Mr. X, and he was annoying the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. But I realized that um, there was a few things I could have done before I triggered his event uh, that I didn't do, and so that's why it was so hard for me. Is pretty much when you trigger when I triggered his event, there was like two places left for me to go. And uh, one of them I could have done before I triggered his event that brings him into the game. And that, that would have made my playthrough way easier. Yeah. I, and you know what? Funny enough, after our conversation about Resident Evil 2, and I, I was like, not flippant, but kind of like dismissive. Like, oh, he's not he's not so bad in Claire's playthrough. And, and that is accurate. He's not. But then in Leon's, and, and even oh, in the sucks. second run, he's all over you. Uh, and I even, he sucks. Yeah, he's he's like he's designed to to like bear like just zone in on you. And and I actually I posted a clip of this where I was in a safe room, which uh, he was not he wouldn't come in. And at least the game is a little like to me, it felt like it wasn't. I was never cornered. Like the AI like, was like I, it never trapped you, right? I get cornered in a room, like a room yeah. you couldn't get out of. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, you know the when you have to go up in the clock tower with the bell? Yes, yep. 
well, after the bell dropped and I got the thing I needed and all that crap, he basically paced outside the room until I left. Oh, I meant, like, at least you knew you were safe in the clock tower room. Like, he never came into that room, right? Uh, no, but he just stood in front of it and waited for me, which is not what he's supposed to do. Definitely he's supposed not. to He's supposed to stray away. But as soon as I would open that door, he stayed up on that upper walkway waiting for me. And so as soon as I would go out, he would come running from whatever direction. And so I had to literally look at the map and plan my route before I left the room and then just run. And he pretty much chased me to my next destination. And which yeah. was another safe room, which I needed to sit in and wait for him to go away, which he didn't. Then I had to plan my route again mm -hmm. and run. And the worst part was is that second that second dash, I had to run through a hallway full of liquors that <laughs> I had been avoiding because I didn't go down that hallway because I knew there were liquors and I was trying to save ammo. And I ended up having to just keep tossing hand grenades and wasting a bunch of my ammo to get away from him. Yeah, I ended up I, uh, burning a couple of like uh, health stacks just because he had chased me into a into a, a I, hallway with liquors. I literally went into the sewer system and out into the lab area with Leon with one clip of ammo. Yeah, <laughs> and and then you had to do a bunch of stuff. And thankfully, I got some. I think I got some shotgun rounds that I used to take out the uh, take out something in the sewer. But after that, it was pretty much I was done. Yeah, no, and and we'll definitely talk spoilers and stuff. I was just trying to get a gauge of of where we were yeah. at, and and I think it would be, it, it, we we will check out the free DLC for those folks who uh, who checked out Resident Evil Two the remake. There was free DLC that launched on the on the fifteenth of February, which was basically uh, what if stories. Uh, they're mostly combat scenarios, like uh, time attack type things. So, um, and and they're they're quite difficult. I can only beat them on the trial mode. So, uh, but they're not story. And there's more coming. And there's more coming. Okay, interesting. I did yeah. not know that. I think there's supposed to be three that are coming. Oh, neat. Well, they're interesting from a standpoint of like more gameplay. But I was I was hoping for more story. But I guess it's free DLC. I can't really. I can't really fault it for for having a kind of a bare bones setup, but it is neat to play other characters, uh, so that was a lot of fun. So we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. We've got a lot planned for the coming months as we try to focus, you know, on other zombie stuff, not necessarily just The Walking Dead, but on other video games and other movies and stuff like that. And uh, speaking of which, Walking Dead. Let's talk about The Walking Dead. Skybound has cut off support for Overkill's The Walking Dead. And when I put this in the notes, there was actually a follow-up in the fact that Skybound basically told uh, Overkill, nah, we're, we're canceling the rights. You cannot use this license anymore. You've tarn you're tarnishing the brand. Um, which is interesting because some might argue, some of us on the show might argue that, that other companies are tarnishing the brand. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But I... It's also interesting that because of that, Skybound has said, well, we can't sell the game anymore and uh, we're probably going to go out of business because, and, yeah. And as we, as of us speaking right now, it has been pulled from, um, it has been pulled from Steam. Um, mm -hmm. Whenever this happens, it's always the thing I always feel bad for is the consumer. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's terrible if, if, if Overkill goes out of business and people lose their jobs, that's terrible too. But they also made a product that they sold a bunch of people, and now they've lost the rights. Because that was pretty much, from what I understand, an online-only game with very little story. Mm -hmm. 
So if you can't go online and play that game anymore, then you're out your 40 or 50 bucks that they charged you. Yeah, well, it was billed as, and it's by the Payday, you know, publisher. It's billed as a Payday for Walking Dead fans, and they're actually accounted for $3.6 million in sales during the final quarter of 2018 for <clears throat> Starbreeze, which, you know, is a good chunk of change. This is not a, a complete flop, but it, they have said that the costs related to development have uh, far exceeded the revenue that they brought in for, for The Walking Dead. So, I mean, you were saying pre-show that you had called this, and I and I got to give it to you. You had said this. there's something about this game pre-launch that just did not seem up to up to par with what, we, what well, we've called come to thing, expect. The, the thing that always bothered me was for, like, almost a year we got a trailer of this hero mm-hmm. and the trailer wasn't interesting it was a guy in the street and he went oh that's a bad zombie well, it was all cg like, too right it was and it was all cg it was none of it was in game and then they like waited two or three more months and then we got another character that we were supposed to be find interesting or cared about and it was like and it was like another person showed up and they were like man there's a lot of zombies here and then it was like the trailer was over, and I was like, I don't care about these people. You haven't given me anything to care about these people, and I know that this is all not in-game animation. This is all cutscene crap. And they did that for a year. And for a year, I was like, show me some gameplay. And then when they showed me gameplay, I was like, this looks like this looks like Left 4 Dead with the Left 4 Dead engine. This doesn't look like a, 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 modern, a modern shooter. I don't care if you're just making a a a a, like tie-in game that feels just like left for dead that's fine if that's what you're you're trying to sell me but you got to at least make it look like it was a game made in this in the last 10 years you know Mm -hmm. and i and i and i from the moment this released i knew it wasn't gonna sell and i thought it was gonna be a flop yeah it's it's sad to hear that it's gone but I, I I have a hard time feeling bad when bad games get made. Oh they yeah, don't sell. and and the thing is, like the Walking Dead brand and Skybound, uh, Skybound Games as a as a as a rights holder, has been having a really rough go when it comes to video games. You know, first Telltale just like trips over its own hubris, and then now Overkill's having this issue, all related around, uh, or at least affecting the Walking Dead brand. And you kind of have to think like. The Skybound look at this and say, like, they we still have a hot property. This is still the, the one of the number one comics out there and, and properties. And, you know, say what you will about the TV show, it's still immensely popular. Not as popular as it once was, but, like, people are still fans. Well, we'll get into that. I know we will. And I'm We're just going to get into that in a minute. Yeah, for sure. But what I'm saying is basically, does Skybound Games look at this and suddenly say, like, no more? We, we, like, if I was them, I would look at this and be like, "We need to be pickier who we give this 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 title to." Or do you know? they look to do more internal development? Like what? I, I would love to see them do more internal development, but my fear is is that if they do that, it's going to lead to bigger failures. Uh, yeah, I mean, making a game is never easy. No. Um, and every I would app. love for them to do something with it, but yeah. I feel like it's better off with them trying to give it to somebody. I just felt I've felt since the beginning that Overkill was in Starbreeze were the the wrong person to give this this title to. Yeah, 
No, I mean, Overkill, you know, had a couple of hits on his hand, but, uh, uh, it's not, it's not a, it's not a triple A developer. And I, you're right. You're right. If anything coming out of this, they're going to be more cautious about who they lend the, the rights out to. And, and they've had immense success on mobile. So they're not completely terrible at choosing and, and, you know, looking at Telltale for a good long time, they were treating the brand with the utmost respect so it's until they put out that Michonne game. Everything after that Michonne game was a, <laughs> was was a step back. Yeah, that Michonne game was was not good. Um, let's take a break from the Walking Dead for a bit because we, like you said, we are going to talk about it in just a few moments. But let's look at another uh, zombie game. Let's look at World War Z: The Game, which again is a is a is a party shooter. Uh, build as a successor to Turtle Rock's Left 4 Dead franchise. And this is based on the World War Z movie because there's a lot of swarms and a lot of... A lot of and I will Brad say Pitt right here. now, this trailer is full of actual gameplay. Yep, this is Not cutscene. Not cutscenes. And that makes me excited because this looks like what we want from Left 4 Dead. And it looks modern, it looks new, and it looks like basically they're going to set up arenas for you to shoot zombies. It looks like it's going to be like, get to point A, and here comes the pot, the horde. Get to point B, here comes the horde. And I am fine with that, because that's all Left 4 Dead ever actually was. Mm -hmm. you know. And if this is another game doing that, but doing it just as well, then awesome. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. No, I, I think that there's... There's potential, you know. I thought the World War Z movie, while we talk about respecting the source material, it was was an okay film, but it did not. It it used the name only in terms of the uh, yes. of the World War Z novel, and that's just like paying. It, a I couple... thought it was a. I thought it was a good zombie movie. Mm-hmm. I not like in my favorites or anything. I thought it was a good zombie movie, but I didn't feel like it was anything like the books. Yeah, well, and they, I feel like their goal was. They needed something to make a big blockbuster, and that book is not a big blockbuster. They could have told smaller chunks of the story or things like that, and they chose not to. They chose to go big and, and explosive, and that's and that's fine. I just wish they'd called it something else. Well, I I think what they did there is they is they paid the millions of dollars for the rights just for the name and and yeah and hoped yep. and and they just happened to have an, an okay movie attached to to that name and um. And we're here uh, with this game based on on the movie, based on the novel. And the the game looks good. It's coming out in April. This was essentially like the, hey, you know, pre-order now trailer. And it looks like a lot of fun. I, I, I yeah, kind of uh, think it looks, looks fun. It, it looks like I'm going to have a ball with it. So mm-hmm. We'll definitely check it out. Uh, that's the plan, to check it out and play some, some four-player goodness. So if you are going to be checking out the World War Z game on pc hit us up let us know and we will certainly play with you final story here lou you put this one in the notes george romero's previously unfinished living dead novel lands a release date what you got it looks like uh there was there's been talk for a while now that george romero wrote a book um and it was almost finished about about the time he died and i think they had a uh somebody come in and finish up and tidy up what was not finished in the book. And um, it looks like we're going to get the actual book coming hitting shelves in June of 2020. Hmm. Interesting. 
Uh, the premise is there's uh, uh, yeah, this is too complicated for me to try and explain. Yeah, but well, basically, there's like there's several people. They end up working together, and they end up having to stay alive in a zombie apocalypse. But this time, it's all by George Romero. So it's interesting. I think it would be really cool to see. So this is a no- this is a novelization or not. Oh, it is a it is a novelization, is what they're looking at of the movie yep. that he wrote. Yeah, interesting. So that'd be really cool. Um, and it's done by the same guy who did the novelization for Shape uh, uh, Del Toro's Shape of Water, which has been gotten, which is a book that has gotten some pretty good praise. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, anything that keeps George Romero's sort of name in the limelight in the zombie franchise, it could be really cool to see what he does with this book, and if it's based on his original classic. Uh, it's not based on his original classic. It's based on a screenplay that never got released. Oh, but it's called The Living Dead. It's called The Living Dead, uh, and there's a description of. Is that not what? Oh, oh, oh! Am I am I mistaking things? Is that, this isn't a novelization of the movie? This is just a new product. This is a new product. Oh, okay. So it's based. Oh, I see. Bring his massively popular movie franchise to the printed page. I see. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. That's interesting. Has he written a novel before? Do we know that? Um, not that I know of. Not that Romero's written a novel. I don't believe so. Well, uh, it's a good thing he's got this other folk uh, working on it with uh, working, finishing, and taking it across the finishing line. I mean, most editors end up doing a lot of like the polishing, anyways. So it's good to see that uh, it's going to see the light of day. Anything, anything more? Like I said, that gets his name in the limelight is good. Uh, Lou, we've delayed long enough let's talk and catch up on the walking dead which we have started the whisper well the whisper wars i guess haven't started yet it's it's still it's like it's like the whispers um cold it's War. our introduction it's our introduction to the whispers a very long drawn out introduction we're going to talk about three episodes the reason we kind of delayed a week is we figured like hey there's probably like one more episode before we can kind of tell an arc and not sit there complaining that we don't know enough about these characters uh and can i get and can i can i state something now uh it depends what are you gonna say now nah, we just joking. go ahead adaptation mm-hmm. omega and bounty yes. and i will tell you right now i don't give a shit <laughs> well it's funny we we've been talking you know off air about the walking dead and what it means to cover a show that's been around for nine years and it's one thing to passively enjoy a show it's another thing to find uh you know conversation to have from a show that's been around for nine seasons and yeah i mean most people who I, listen to the show um, would know that you know we we've our conversations have changed drastically in the last five years when it comes to the walking dead you know i've come to the conclusion i know one of the reasons why i don't care anymore okay there's too many characters then they keep, but yeah, and they, and they, and they keep they, introducing more, right? And, and 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 it's not because they keep killing people off; they just keep adding more people. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like specifically <laughs> we just, to these to to this re- return uh, of these three episodes. Like, are there characters that stand out as you at, at you that you like not 
There's the new group that just just joined them. The 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 deaf girl. Uh, oh, I don't can't like think that char- those characters. I don't. I'm not saying I don't like their characters. Their characters are fine. They're interesting. But I've already got like nine other characters I'm trying to pay attention to. And then they go, oh yeah, that new guy that has been in two episodes. He's been kidnapped by the Whisperers, along with that other guy that got introduced in the first half of this season as a guy that was with Negan and now he's not and he had like four episodes last season great these two characters are kidnapped I don't give a shit yeah see I'm I'm the opposite on that front in terms of these new characters I, I really do like the dynamic of introducing you know deaf characters and well no I I, I think that they're, they're interesting but mm. there's already so much going on I find a hard time caring yeah, like there's there's definitely a lot going on. They've set up like the last six years as a mystery, um, and a, a mystery that seems really boring. Yeah, like there's some scars. Something happened at Alexandria. It pissed off a lot of people, but it's been long enough that they're they're not still harping about it. But it's been long enough that you know a lot of people are hoping, specifically the kingdom, are hoping for people to come back together because a lot of these communities, except for Hilltop, are kind of crumbling they're falling apart from within just due to the fact that six years of no industry is causing a lot of things that required industry to well crumble right and hilltop seems to be the only ones that are truly prospering alexandria is doing okay we didn't see much of them in these three episodes but i mean let's talk about because i i think like the difference between the way we're going to discuss walking dead going forward and how we've been kind of doing it just organically for the last uh last year is that we're not going to go beat by beat we're going to talk about kind of the major well, moments we, yeah and so how we felt. Negan, Negan gets out yeah i completely forgot he's about st- that <laughs> he steals a shovel mm-hmm. uh he goes looking for judith he ends up taking her compass and then she catches him climbing the wall and she makes him promise not to hurt and kill anybody yeah and she'll let him go but if she sees him again she'll shoot him yeah and he escapes. I didn't mind what happened with him. Mm-hmm. He went back to he went back to the savior's headquarters. Found that everybody's gone. Everything was dead. Found a few of his friends who are now zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, he killed them. So good for him. And then he made some kind of comment about like it's like it's over or something. And he ends up going, it seems like he's going back to Alexandria. And Judith finds him on the road. She shoots out his tires on his motorcycle. And he ends up in a ditch and she tells him, come on, we're going back. And he goes, yep, I'm going back. There's nothing for me out here. And I was like, and she's like, even if that means you're going back in a cell? And he's like, even if that means going back in a cell. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Let's see what happens. And then... We get nothing from Alexandria for the next two episodes after that. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. I really appreciated what they did with Negan because, again, like at the end of the last season or the mid-season, he was he was he had escaped. And at the very start, they quickly address, yeah, he escaped. And what Judah told him, there's nothing out there. Just it seems like gobbledygook, like just AMC writing to be like, oh, this is, you know, Judith holier than thou. But no, she's just she's an incredibly smart cookie and she's educating the, the, the viewers that there's a reason <clears throat> that these communities need to band together is because there's nothing 
out there and and the one person it seems it seems almost like they have literally scavenged everything to death exactly at this point there's not much left for them to scavenge they they either go out further or build their own stuff right and the, and that's where the person you send out to illustrate that to the viewers is Negan, this person yeah. who has always had everything he needed based on the fact that he was this, you know, uh, a foot to the back of your neck type person. And the fact that he goes out and and I was worried, like, oh, God, is this going to be like a, the more, you know, type moment where Negan like sees the light? And it really isn't. It's just him realizing through experience that, oh, this little girl was right. And she's not just, you know, pie in the sky. She's actually very smart. And I was wrong. And and I don't, like, he starts to head back. But, like, I'm sure deep down he felt like he's going to go back and he's going to be mistakenly killed or something's going to happen. Like, I, I I fully believe that he he's not redeemed, but at least he knows there's nothing out there for me. And, you know judith knew that like she let him go and i was worried when she let him go that i was like "Uh oh this is gonna be a fun conversation with lou like he's probably screaming at the tv but the fact that he comes back judith probably knew he would come back like he'd either die out there or he'd come back either way problem solved right so you get the distinct impression especially with the whispers running around and the over the course of these two episodes there's not many saviors still sticking around no, I, it seems I, almost. It, see, it almost feels like that group that Carol ran into the beginning half of this season, this half of the, the, the a few episodes back. It feels almost like that little group was just kind of like, oh yeah, this is like like five guys left from the whole group. Like they they ain't gonna survive much longer. Yeah, well, and, and you're right. Like I I think that the, the, Carol took out the remaining the remaining uh, sanctuary holdouts and so yeah that was that was the highlight of the first episode and the second and third episode kind of goes more into the whispers right yep uh they they end up catching a whisperer it's a girl with a mask on the bridge uh and they get lured into a trap basically set up by our heroes and they take this girl prisoner and they bring her back and she feeds them a line of crap Mm mm-hmm which they obviously know is a line of crap because the girl can't lie to save her life. No. And she ends up uh, befriending Henry, who is actually in a cell next to her. And uh, she's he. Can we just talk about Henry a bit? I, like, yeah. Is he, I hate him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I don't love him, but this show is really bad at uh, at displaying love struck teenagers and i think this is Uh, why they had to they didn't have to kill carl off they could have kept carl on the show we're not going to open that can of worms again however henry's storyline was originally carl right and but but could you actually picture like let's pretend carl was still alive i couldn't picture carl doing that he he is smarter than that henry is a sheltered child we know that from previous experience and the fact that he now is Carl and or not Carl Carol's and Ezekiel's son and yeah. and you know growing up around Ezekiel and Carol like I'm sure he well we we see it like he's kind of this sheltered sort of like a little bit holier than thou type guy and and there are some there are some 
positive qualities about him that kind of shine through, you know, how he's reaching out to Daryl a little bit. And then, you know, all up until the end of Bounty, uh, you're kind of thinking, man, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe he's going to play both sides and be smarter about this. And then, and then he, he, he leaves, right. To go after Lydia after, and not to skip to the end, but that was in terms of his arc, I thought it was turning around and then, and then it throws that progress out the window by him, like going after her. Right. Yeah. Or, or is he, he goes after her, but also Daryl goes after her. I don't think, or maybe Henry. I don't know. I'm kind of no, confused. He goes at he goes after her, and Daryl gets pulled away because the 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 oh because Henry goes up after. And yeah, Daryl goes, goes after Henry. Daryl get Daryl goes after Henry, and then they bring her back. They make she uh, the girl tells them more of her story, uh, which we find out Alpha is her mother and Alpha killed her father and her father who starts out in the story sounding like a j- jerk and it, and. It, ends up being actually he was a good guy and he was trying to do the right thing and her mother snapped and her mother went crazy and her mother's the one that's caused all the problem Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh it's interesting and you know lydia you know tells this story and i what did you think about um alpha's uh sort of origin story in that she was telling this story to kind of paint alpha her mother as this sympathetic character when really she was the monster the whole time, even before the apocalypse, right? Yeah. And how did you feel about that in terms of them trying to use Alpha's unique, you know, villainous nature <clears throat> to kind of set her up as... Um, I like the fact that we were painted with a hero, a villain who was a villain before all of this began. Mm-hmm. Because often, more often than not, the villain in Walking Dead was a good person and this warped world changed them and this is the first time we're meeting a villain where it doesn't feel like they were warped to begin with they, they, they weren't they were warped by the world it feels like almost like they were already broken and the world just went oh yeah now you have a play to a playground to play with mm-hmm. for your warped your warped sense of justice in the world yeah yeah and and in the origin story, you you're you're clearly introduced to why Lydia is just so afraid of of her mother, and and why she may have lied about her origin story because she didn't want to be. She knew she knew she it might get back to her mother, and then she would certainly be dead at that point. Like she knows more about her mother alpha than than we or the citizens of hilltop know and and that right there has to tell you that she she should be feared because lydia is afraid and you see that when when she goes back out and she's you know they end up doing the trade you know henry tries to like in the in bounty henry tries to get lydia out and then they have to go go get Lydia and they all come to the conclusion well we have to trade Lydia back because Alpha has showed up with these whispers and said we have Luke and Alden and we'll only give them back we could have killed them you killed one you killed our people we killed your person but you know we we could kill these people too but we want to trade we want Lydia back and and they they talk about coexistence there's that bit of coexistence there where they talk about we can there will be no conflict you know how did you feel about that interaction between Hilltop and and the Whispers? Did you 
feel like that moment was strong? Like, they were trying to deliver a strong moment. No, I felt nothing. Okay. Uh, All I kept thinking was is the Whisperers literally didn't negotiate when they crossed over the line into what was supposed to be Whisperers territory, which we already know from uh, uh, the girl, is they just move from place to place. So they don't really have any territory. They're just wandering people. They don't stay in any place for too long. They keep moving. Well, that tells me they keep moving. So there was no boundary you crossed. They, You just come across them and they decided they were going to start killing you people and taking your stuff is mm. the way I viewed it. And so th- they're trying to play it up like they're another community and they're not. Uh, they're quite obviously going to be our villains. Our, the villain of the, the the leader of the group is already unsympathetic to you as a viewer. You already dislike her. So you'd want her dead even more than you wanted uh, Negan dead, you know. And they've made it quite clear that there's probably going to be no redemption for Alpha. And that's fine. Whatever. Um, and they, they make us have to give up the girl. To which the whole time that when the girl gives up, I said, yep, Henry's not going to stand for this. I can't wait for Henry to run off. And no <laughs> sooner does they happen. And Henry goes, I can't live with the decision we made. I'm going. And I was like, yep. Thank you, Carl, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you you saw it coming a mile away because that's the character they've set up in Henry, uh, you know, even from the very beginning and, where and, he was. And what, and what bothers me is it just feels lazy. All of it feels lazy. They could have made Henry into something. They could have made Henry uh, working with Ezekiel and, and Carol they could have made him feel like he was a leader in progress. They don't. He feels like a whiny teenager. He is and a whiny I, teenager, and, and, though. Right. But he, he is a whiny teenager because they've made the character a whiny teenager, which is a, a huge step back from what they did in the last season. Mm-hmm. In the last season, you made they made it seem like he was going to become a mature and, 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 and responsible character. And that he might be the next Carl. And instead they went, yeah, we're going to take about 12 steps back. We're going to do all the things that people didn't like with Carl when Carl was younger. And we're going to do it all over again and revamp and redo all of the same garbage story we did before. Yeah. I mean, the the struggling part is that we know that that this was story set up in the comics and that we know that this is straight out of the comics, like the Lydia, uh, Carl love, you know, uh, love well, trying well, when, t- when she struggle. takes that, when she takes the hammer and she hits him, I was like, Oh good. Please tell me we killed him. Oh, did she actually hit? She didn't hit him. She was going I thought to she hit him. She was, she was seriously thinking about it. I think there was, was a like, moment. Please hit him. Like, please hit him. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, and, and I, I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of, of Henry, and if Henry ran off, and we were just going to get a bunch of episodes of Henry chasing after Lydia, which we, we will probably get some of that, but the fact that Daryl's gone out, and Connie's gone with him, uh, based on the fact that one of the Whispers had a crying baby, showing that this is a community that, that is growing, uh, and, and continuing to, to, to be human. Are they growing, though? Because if they're willing to leave the baby there to die, okay, then, well, they, then, they're, then they're obviously not trying to grow. Well, no, I I think it, they're very feral, right? So from an anim, animalistic standpoint, like the alpha, the leader says, like, look, if you can't keep 
keep your child in line, then then you've got to abandon and you know protect the herd. And I think that's where we we you see the difference between this feral group that's gone very animalistic, and then you have uh, hilltop, which is obviously civilization, and they see this baby being laid down, and and I think that's what convinces Connie to be like, no, we need to. We, we need to save this girl. We need to, to, to help some of these people, you know, because they're clearly being oppressed. And I'm glad that Daryl and Connie and Dog ran after Henry because, like I said, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with just Henry and Lydia having, like, the Henry and Lydia uh, love-struck teenagers episodes. The fact that we're going to get some Daryl and Connie in the mix... Um, and I think that also will lead to the other communities discovering the Whispers, because re- remember, um, the kingdom knows nothing about the Whispers. Uh, Alexandria knows. Oceanside doesn't know. So there's, there, there are these, these, these enemies that are present, and half the communities don't know anything about it. Right. And I, can I also say that uh, I found the Carol and Ezekiel storyline with the movie theater... Uh, I said, uh, all I kept seeing every time they were doing stuff, I was like, yep, they're going to win. They're going to get this this projector in, in light. And in, in two episodes, it's all going to be smashed. It's all going to be garbage because that's what this show does. <laughs> it's lining us up to think that there's going to be something positive. There's going to be a great outcome. They're all going to sign a group thing. And either they're going to do it and it's going to blow up in their face or they're going to do it and then kill off a bunch of people. Hmm. I don't, I don't think the bulb or the frame they got is going to be the blame for for this issue, this this bloodshed. No, but I just, I don't think it's got anything to do with the bloodshed. But they're setting us up to feel like, oh yeah, these are our heroes, and look at these people succeed, hmm. only to kick us in two more episodes. Well, I mean, because that's what they're gonna do. That's the show. That's it the is Walking the Dead. show. <laughs> it's the, it is the show. But they could do something more. Yeah, I mean they. I mean yeah, they could. They could do more, and we'll see whether they they choose to do more. Uh, I have one one last question for you, and I think I might know the answer, but I can't help but feel with the last five episodes that man, I really miss Rick. Like Carl, Carl being gone is one thing. I've come to accept that he's he died for for a reason, uh, and, and I think the reasons he died. Whatever they may be, um, story-wise, I've accepted it. But Rick, I really miss Rick. I forgot how much I really loved Rick in this show. And the fa- knowing that he's still alive kind of makes it worse. And I know yep. I talked about this weeks ago and months ago, but like I still feel it. And I was thinking by now I wouldn't be feeling no, and it they anymore. Keep, and, and the thing that pisses me off is they keep talking about Rick. Hmm. Yeah, like every episode, someone goes, "Man, I wish Rick was here." Well, because like, man, I wish we could have found Rick's body. Yeah, man, and, and and you as the viewer are going, "Yep," because he's off making a movie. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, like I don't know what I want. I don't, and I I, I don't know if you know what you want. But... I, if they had just killed him off, I think I'd feel differently. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's going to stick around and they're going to make him have his own adventures in a film. Right, mm-hmm. I think that's what bothers me. If they had just yeah. killed him off, I'd have been okay. I think the fact that it's like they're dragging this out, and I just don't care now. Yeah, I wonder if I'll feel differently once the first movie comes out, and we'll see whether that helps 
deal with the bridge, you know, of the six years that have passed since his death and he hasn't returned because like, I, I think there's something there and they just, but I don't know if I have, I don't know if I can put faith in that happening correctly in, in a way that makes both properties, the movies and the continuation of Walking Dead Prime make sense uh, and make, and make good, you know? So I, I'm glad we're on the same page because I really feel like him being gone from the show is still hanging over the show. You know, it's, it's, I was reading like, I guess, you know, obviously the ratings are down, but critically these episodes are being reviewed well, are they not? Um, cause I, I haven't some, looked, I just, some, you know, anecdotally, uh, the, I saw these, these specifically these three episodes have received, I don't want to say <laughs> high praise, but they've received oh, I like the new show's direction. <laughs> and yeah. that's basically what their comments have been. Yeah, so I, and you know, I like I, there's parts that I don't like, but for the most part, I'm curious to see where the whispers go because I think that it's a new enemy we haven't dealt with since I'd say maybe Terminus. The last time I felt sort of like these were cunning humans, but tainted in a way was Terminus. And I really yeah. liked that that sort of struggle. Um, I just hope that these three episodes and the way they've dragged out sort of the coming conflict because Jesus was killed in the mid-season finale at the end. Perfect start to this whole thing. And then three episodes of this like, will they, won't they? We've captured Lydia. Alpha shows up. She's clearly like this very dominant figure. The next episode could could address all these issues, but I want them to kind of get going. You know? I would love for the next episode to address all the the next episode to address all these issues, but if this show continues with the pace it has always done, mm-hmm. we've got five more episodes. They're gonna drag this out for at least two more. Yeah, I'm concerned. And then yeah, they're gonna drag it out for two more. They're gonna give us a build up. Then they're gonna give us a, 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 a the the penultimate season finale, and then our season finale is going to be either the 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 aftermath of a battle or it's going to be the after aftermath of a bad decision and it's going to leave us going oh what's going to happen next season Mm -hmm. but i don't think the whisperers will be gone by the end of this season i think they're going to be our villains next season no yeah the next season is the whisper wars i think from what i've from what I'm gathering in terms of how this arc works, like there's, it's similar and, to All Out War, and, you know? And I think it's going to drop ratings. I mean, season 10 will be interesting. I think by the time season 10 airs, we'll have more news on the movie and we'll see whether that impacts, you know, the show. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I, it, it's a telling thing that the ratings are down across the board and that these are the ratings are basically on par with like seasons two and three. Mm hmm. Um, these are pretty much the lowest ratings the show has ever received uh, in like almost the entire run. And that AMC actually had to come out and list that they know that the ratings are low and that's okay with them because they're still one of the most popular shows on TV. And they mm-hmm. can only do that so many times I mean, before it starts affecting their stock and then they go, okay, time to end the show. Yeah, but... Like, their stock isn't going to suddenly shoot up because they kill 
their number one show. Like they're gonna need something uh, to replace. No, it. but it will. It, they'll they'll they, it won't shoot their stock up, but it will definitely leave them with a budget to do something else. Yeah, because this this show bleeds them money. I mean, between lawsuits and lawyers and uh, wrongful death claims, oh, and God, they have the worst luck. And, and 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 still they're still fighting with with uh, Frank Darabont. I mean, that's still going on. Yeah, I mean that's it, been going. It's a it, big like, uh, it's a big franchise, right? We'll see. Like we don't see their their dollars and cents, their bottom lines. I, I I don't like getting into the business of it. Like I think it's. I know you don't. It's not I fun. Do. It's not interesting. It's kind of like. I don't know anything about it either. So uh, ratings, you're right. Like looking at a number, it's lower than the other one. That's bad. It is bad. I agree with you. It's definitely not good because that's how every major cable company has made decisions based on content for the last, since television was envisioned. But then you have, you have companies like Netflix coming in and Hulu and being like, we don't give two shits about the ratings. We already shot the film. You know, it's now they will cancel stuff and they've gotten, there's certainly been some stuff in the news about them canceling things, but those are usually business decisions from like a content generation standpoint. And I, I don't think Skybound is going to cut the cord with AMC. They, they, this thing's going to keep going, man. AMC is too smart for that. Whatever contract they have with Skybound, Skybound is not going to be able to walk away like they did with Overkill. No. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's definitely uh, an interesting, you know, w- w- even a year out from from all the the rumors and the swirling of Rick's, you know, future on the show, like this is a very different time for The Walking Dead Prime on AMC and this summer will be will be interesting because we spent all summer, you know, speculating how Rick was going to go and now we're going to spend all summer just kind of waiting for news because we're not gonna spend all summer waiting for anything we're gonna go right into fear the walking dead don't you know that i well i know that but i'm i'm thinking more along the lines of because prime is still like our bread is still the bread and butter of the franchise but i am looking forward to fear the walking dead and i know you and i have talked about looking forward to fear the walking dead and um i want to see where that show goes they they set something interesting up in season four and they, i mean they did something think unexpected. about this Fear the Fear the Walking Dead. We had a whole season mm-hmm. with a bunch of heroes, and we had one bad guy, which was one person. But everybody else we met along the way became a good person, or was a good person, and our heroes did good things. Mm-hmm. At least in the second half of the season. You know what I mean. And in the first half of the season, it was more of a revenge story. Yeah. Well, and I, it was a revenge story that went that that you 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 didn't know how it was going to go right up until the last episode. I I did really like that fourth season of Fear the Walking Dead and I'm I'm looking forward to the return in April or whenever it's scheduled to come back, but um April or May, I think. Yeah. Well, I I think it'll be really cool. We'll certainly keep up on The Walking Dead and we'll talk about all the news on the show in the coming episodes. But we hope you're enjoying The Walking Dead as best you can. And if you are watching, certainly let us know. It would be really good to hear from from you folks about The Walking Dead. You can go to bit.ly slash Zamp Discord if you want to chat about any zombie-related news to uh, with us. We're always in the Discord. 
I want to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast supporting the show goes directly to the show and that's how we talk about all this great content including maybe possibly watching overlord soon maybe possibly i've already seen it ryan you have the viewers need to are waiting for you i know i will get on it i will watch it maybe maybe next week since you've already watched it and keep it fresh in your mind so uh, look forward to that. Lou, any, uh, any uh, parting words for our fine listeners before I wrap uh, this bad boy up? Get ready for some over- Overlord talk. Yeah. I have some opinions. Can't wait. Old... Want to hear me say something positive about something? Wait for our tech talk next week with Overlord. There was some positivity even for The Walking Dead. I'm very proud of you, Lou. It's been very. It's been a. It's been a good episode. I really appreciate everybody listening. You can find more episodes at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. All the links are on the website. Check it out. You can follow myself on Twitter at r murphy, Lou at busy zombie lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the artwork you're looking at right now while you're playing the, this podcast. You can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. This has been Zombies Ate My Podcast, and remember to always respect the license holders. That's boring, actually. Uh, I don't know. Don't play Overkill. I guess you can. You can't. Oh, man. When they shut those servers down, people are going to have heydays. It's all, they're already gone. Oh, the servers are shut down. Okay, great. <laughs>